1: Views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Dashan Farad. Let's do... <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I'm Dashaun Farad. Welcome to Lip Tonight, we are on location in North New Jersey at the first stop of the March to Justice, which is being organized by the Justice League of New York City. This march uh, is scheduled to take place. Uh, it begins this morning at Staten Island, and it will be ending. It will be spanning five states, 250 miles, all the way to Washington, D.C., where march organizers will be holding a rally on the National Mall. The purpose of this march and rally is to protest the recent killings of black men and uh, brown men by police officers. Uh, one of the key players of this event uh, is Mr. Tamika Mallory, who used to be the Executive Director of the National Action Network headed by the Reverend Al Sharpton, who is also one of the endorsers of this march. This march has been endorsed by also such people as Dr. Cornell West, Miss Erica Ford, as well as Russell Simmons. Uh, as we know, uh, killing the black men by police officers has actually been taken the country according to many activists. Tonight, on our first segment, we're going to be speaking with uh, one of the marchers uh, thus far who has marked from Staten Island all the way to North New Jersey at the first stop tonight at the Willing Heart Community Center where they're having a rally is Mr. Walter Newsome. Are you there, Walt? I'm sorry. Walt's supposed to be calling in from a 917 number.
1: I believe uh-huh. we have him on the line, uh, Brother Doshan.
2: Oh, I'm sorry about that, Walt. How you doing, Walt?
3: Hanging in there. How's everything, my good brother?
2: Uh, thank you. Listen, thank you for joining us. And, of course, we're only going to have you on this segment for about a half hour. We want to know uh thus far, uh first, uh, why are you uh participating in the march
3: okay um I've been uh participating in in marches since uh since sean bell okay um my parents raised me to be socially conscious my my parents raised me to be very proud of being black and um so you know my parents actually met at a civil rights march, okay, so by all means, this is in my blood, okay. So when we, when we talk about why we march today, uh, I have to think, uh, I can think of many reasons, but the most important one to me is that, uh, things that are from the past, we're doing away with now. Okay? Now, let's talk about domestic violence. Like, it's no longer accepted. Okay? You can't outright bash, uh, gay people. Okay? And those are hate crimes. So one of those remaining strongholds our police officers' ability to abuse minorities and, and do that with impunity, okay? This is one of those old strongholds that are in a, here in a changing world that simply has to change. You just can't murder us anymore. You cannot shoot us down like animals anymore. And And I love my country, God bless America, but we're all a bunch of hypocrites if we act like this isn't happening, if we don't acknowledge it. So... By us walking five states, we are showing how how deeply we feel about this and trying to draw attention to the matter.
2: Okay, so uh, so I understand it now. Out of curiosity, do you have do you know anyone personally who has been the victim of police brutality?
3: Um, well, I, I was hit with a nightstick several times when uh, when we were marching the night after the um, Eric Garner verdict. I grew up in the South Bronx, so it wasn't about a person being a victim of police brutality, but it was it was it was just a, a commonality. Okay, this was just something that happened.
2: Okay, so when you say commonality, all right, I want to ask you a question: Why do you think that so many? Uh, in a society that is supposed to be so close ratio why do you think that so many uh, black and Latino men are becoming or have been been the victims of police brutality in America all these many years specifically in the age of Obama
3: Uh, actually I I think it's been happening all along but with media social media the attention that it's receiving, the amount of people talking about it in open forums has increased so drastically that it's in your living room, it's in your house, it's wherever you are, it's on your cell phone. So it it's something that's been pushed to the forefront and um and, and now everybody's dealing with it. And on top of that, I mean these last few months have been absolutely insane. It's unfathomable that this many high profile uh shootings and killings of unarmed black men could happen in, in a short time span. You know what I mean? I feel like we were just marching for the Eric Garner when we, you know, and, and things kind of mellowed out a little bit, even though we tried to keep it intense, and then the brother, Walter Scott, was, was was murdered in South Carolina. It's like every time you turn around. Then you had a police officer screaming at the, uh, the uh, Arab cab driver in New York City. It's just these abuses are just far too common. They're just far too common, and I don't think that it's about the uh, Obama administration. I love my president. But um I mean, I think it is is that you know in this information age with social networks, uh people people it's it's out there on the forefront.
2: Okay, anyone who's listening tonight, uh <clears throat> you can call in at area code one seven one two seven seven five seven zero three five and punch in the code nine one nine three three nine pounds and hit star in six one the comment on later. Once again, that's area code one seven one two 775-7035 hit and Punch and Cold 919 339 pound and hit star at 6 the comment on air. Uh, we'll be working the phone lines tonight. if anyone will call again. Now, Walt, uh, how would you respond to many people on the right, many conservatives, specifically the Bill O'Reilly's and the Sean Hannity's, who will say, well, black people are always complaining about Police officers shooting them. Why don't they ever complain about the black on black crime that is be plaguing black communities across America?
3: That, that's an excellent question. Okay. And I, I'd say that anyone who say that is ignorant. Ignorant in the true meaning of words They lack intelligent knowledge on the topic. Okay. There are tons of organizations in various neighborhoods that address these issues on black-on-black crime. You understand? Like every, I mean, I can name five projects in the Bronx that have similar programs. I mean, I can name program after program, but when we're talking about uh police brutality, that's something that's in the mainstream. That's juicy. That's something that the uh, media likes to talk about. It's a hot issue. It's a hot issue. So it's something that's more on a fault point forefront, because if you have, say, uh, brother Joe Smith, who's running a community group and doing wonderful things for kids, that's not really news. You don't really hear about the positive, okay? You don't hear about uh, a man who takes his, his, his small paycheck and puts kids in basketball tourn- tournaments to give them alternatives. You don't hear about those stories. What you hear about are, you know, the um, horrific crimes, and you also hear about you know, and you hear about these police brutality cases, and these these organizations like the uh, Justice League who formed, who organized this march, which is a, a wonderful group of people. These women are amazing, and um and and you know you hear about these because these are at the forefront. This is the new civil rights movement, you know. Now so you, you you'll hear about that.
2: Now, do you feel that President Barack Obama is doing enough? To, I remember you mentioned uh, we both mentioned President Obama a few minutes ago do you feel that he is doing enough to counter police brutality uh
3: i I really don't have the numbers on the uh, federal probes into these acts but I know in in recent times with the uh federal probe that happened in Ferguson and it was also a uh another one that was uh that was contained it escapes me right now. But um I'm hearing a lot more about them now as opposed to before when you had kids like Lamar Graham who was killed in the Bronx. You know what I mean? You hear about uh Sean Bell who was murdered before his wedding. I didn't hear about federal probes into these activities. So yes, I, I, I think I think the president has intensified the uh efforts.
2: Okay, so uh what do you think I should say what do you feel the role that black police officers can play in this? Okay, a few weeks ago I spoke with a uh, former police sergeant, former New Jersey police sergeant officer, uh, Sergeant DeLacy Davis, who years ago, over 20 years ago, he set up a black organization called Black Cops Against Police Brutality in mm-hmm. uh, North New Jersey. Okay, uh, what, what do you feel that, poli- that black police officers can play in this? Because they often get criticized for turning a blind eye to uh, police brutality against black people. What do okay. you know? Your oh, yes, first First off, first off, not all cops are bad.
3: I, I, I've worked with several. I worked for uh, Robert Johnson, who's a black district attorney in the Bronx. I was his liaison to the community, and um, not not all cops are bad. However, there are bad ones out there, and there's a, a code of conduct. Whereas you know. It's almost similar to the street code of not stitching where police take care of other police officers. So what black police officers can do is they can refrain from covering up. I don't care if you're called a snitch. I don't care if if you become a pariah of sorts. You have to do the right thing. How can we have justice? How can we have a just society if those who we trust to enforce the laws are abusing them? Secondly, uh, i just say black cops uh would have to really sneak food for their roots, like you know when 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 you become a police officer, you're no longer black or white, you become blue okay and it, it, it it's just what it they're all a member of this of this this class but you you really just have to stay in touch with who you are, you know what I mean like i would rather I would rather a cop that is familiar with my my neighborhood, my surroundings. To police it as opposed to someone who just saw these, these crimes and these acts that occurred on the news, who lived down in the suburbs somewhere, who saw these crimes occurring on the news. I'd much rather prefer someone who was familiar with my community. Now, cops have a tough job. They to do tough jobs. They deal with people who break the law. They deal with dangerous people. No one is discounting that. No one is discounting that. But um, they, it's, it's just the time has come for them to do a better job and it's it's time for that to come through that that order to come from the top down and you you just can't you know it just has there just has to be um there has to be it has to be implemented you know and it and it has to be strategic that's why we're marching to d c that's why we had this bill for these um you know for for these for oversight over police departments that that's why we are asking
2: for these things Okay, now, uh, what we wanted to know is uh, you have several, the thing that sickens a lot of activists is when you hear individuals say, well, if black men would uh, pull their pants up and take care of their families and stop hanging on street corners and stop beating their wives, uh, they wouldn't be shot down by police. How do you respond by such justifications?
3: Okay, I'll tell you right now. I'm 30 years old. I'm a product of the hip-hop generation. My pants were too low for my dad. God bless his soul. He said, pull your pants up. Lawyers don't look like that. Well, this one does. Okay. It has nothing to do with pants. I'm sure back in the day, people thought afros were the end of all times. All right. Either people can do two things about these pants. They can contribute and get and pay rappers to to do public service announcements and and to, to, to just push these, push that style out of fashion. They can shut up and wait for it to pass Okay, baggy pants aren't the end of the world We have problems in education We have these kids, like you said Standing around on the street corner You have uh, 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 young men who are creating children Who are not being fathers to these children Those are bigger problems than baggy pants
2: You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, understood, understood Yeah, okay So what we want to know is from you Oh, yes, we're getting ready anyway, to go to a break. Uh, we'll be right back with Walter Newsom, who's a part of the March to Justice. Stay tuned.
1: You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back to Let's Be with Sean Farad. We're speaking tonight with Mr. Walter Newsom, who was one of the marchers, one of the participants of the March to Justice from Staten Island, New York to Washington, D.C., in protest of the recent killings of black men by police officers. We are broadcasting live from the first stop in that 250 mile hike spanning five states. At the Ruling Hearts Community Center in North New Jersey, where, uh, just nearby in the same building, they are having a rally. Uh, Walter, yes, you were making, uh, we were discussing, uh, with Mr. Newsom, uh, why he's participating in the march and police brutality. Uh, what we want to know for you is, um, in the next remaining minutes, uh, Walter, uh, who are some of the other endorsers of the march? Oh, uh,
3: the great, uh, Harry Belafonte. This is, uh, this, uh, the, uh, New York Justice League is his brainchild. Okay, mm-hmm. it was his mentee and her colleague and her friends who created this organization. Uh, we also have, uh, George Grissom, the president of, uh, SEIU. 1199 who's uh, also involved and a host of others but um, I mean it's it's a, it's a great honor because when you think about Harry Belafonte and everything that he's done we're talking like Selma in the original civil rights movement I mean it's just an honor for me to be a part of this
2: now when you get to Washington D.C. of course I had announced uh, at the intro of the show that you all plan to host a, a rally uh, on the National Mall alright mm-hmm. uh, do you intend on issuing demands to the government?
3: Yes, that that, that, that that's um that's, that's 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 the full intent. And what I would encourage you listeners to do is to go to march to justice dot com and read up on the three tiered legislation that we are delivering. Okay, it addresses uh the militarization of police officers. Uh, government sponsored programs for youth and also the calls for an end to racial uh, profiling and excessive force by the police. Now, now I would just, really encourage anybody to read up on that for themselves.
2: Now, uh, several minutes before going on the air, an activist, uh, who I know, uh, who's actually, uh, from this area where you all were, uh, where you all holding the, the rally and staying over, mm-hmm. uh, he was at the Jenna march, the Jenna rally, And he said that uh, He said that he was somewhat displeased By what he had saw He said there was a concert at the General Rally Now, uh, do you all plan on having A concert at The National Mall? I'm sorry, he was
3: displeased by what?
2: He said that he was Well, simply, he had attended the General March And he had said the thing that he couldn't stand About the General March Is that it was like a a festival It was like a show, they had concerts They had entertainers come in He he said he felt to kind of Quail the message Quail the progressiveness Of the message Of the general You know In 2007 Now According to your website You all are having the pointed yeah. out to me but see, what, you,
3: what you really need To understand About this movement Is that it has substance Like people here Are serious Like no one's playing around Men are dying In the streets No one's suffering Okay, this is not a game. This is no festival. This is no jo- You, you think it's fun for me to walk 20 miles a day, brother? No, no, no. So when we get to DC, there's going to, I'd I say about uh, 15 to 20% of the show. Will be entertainment, but no, this is substance. This is, this is, this is materials and information that you can sink your teeth into, and hopefully it will inspire people to get out there and, you know, take action themselves.
2: Now, Rob, just to clarify, like I said, opposite I of all agreeing with this gentleman, okay, but this gentleman, he had actually shared the uh, same sentiment that several other people have actually hit me up on uh, emailing me about but he was the first one to speak with me directly about it when he saw a concert being held. he thought that it would be uh, that it would turn into what you know. remember Malcolm X had criticized the Marshall Watson in the 63 he said that it became co-opted by the very people that the Marxists were protesting against so this particular brother was actually raising a similar concern but you're saying mm-hmm. that that's not you're saying it's not a legitimate concern you're saying it won't it won't just be a, a big concert you all are actually Find
3: a retail, yeah, absolutely, and uh far so you go on the website like uh you look uh, you look at uh Carmen Perez, you look at uh, Tamika Mallory, like these sisters are serious, like I, I gotta take my hats off to them, like the sisters are really leading the way, the brothers have to catch up, okay, these sisters are serious ah. and, and and like nobody out here. It's it's going out here is it's playing around. Like this is this is we are dying out here. And, and in and in in the America that we live in, what's happening is unacceptable. So this is not a time to party. This is a time to take action. So I mean, you know, people can go to concerts, they play music, they can go to the clubs, they can do whatever they want if they want to party. But um you coming to get with us, you're getting down, you know, with some action.
2: Okay, now, how many stops along the way do you all plan on uh, resting at?
3: Uh, we'll, we'll be resting every night. Uh, tomorrow's spring. Uh, we're also going to make a stop in uh Baltimore. Uh, we're gonna be at, uh, Howard University the night before the National Mall. So we'll, we'll, we'll be stopping over at a few places. Uh, at, at, uh, at, at some of those places we'll have rallies, which you can go on to the website and see. And, it, and some nights we'll just be resting. Like, you know, people already had blisters on their feet. You know, some people had to stop marching, uh, part of the way and actually be, you know, driven to, um, you know, to the location. Everybody's okay. Everybody's in good health. It's just, it's, it takes a toll on your body. Cause you gotta think, we're doing close to a marathon every day for so nine days for blacks, for Latinos, for just Americans, just, just to make America and this world a better place. So this is, this is what we're sacrificing, you know, to bring, uh, to bring, uh, his, I couldn't say uh, notoriety, but to shine light on this, um, on these issues, just to let the world know we're not playing.
2: Okay. So, uh, Walt, well, in the, in, the, in these, in these reigning, two minutes that we have left, uh, what was it like this first day, marching just from Staten Island to New Jersey alone?
3: Oh man, it was magical. I promise, I said it a few times, I'm blessed by God to be here, and it was just so positive, brother. Could you imagine being around a hundred people, all with a good vibe? You understand, like, like people talking spirituality, people are talking about positivity. You know, and we just we just moving. We're moving forward. We are moving forward, and we we'll, you know we're walking along. You know, we chant it part of the way, but you know it's 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 a painstaking ordeal. But it's 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 wonderful at the same time. You know, it's it's really wonderful at the same. You feel like you're walking into history.
2: Well, really. listen, I know I I bumped into a few folks that you know they said, look, we can't go any further because of uh well, mainly due to work, but it was one well-known on activist, for example. Uh, Miss Erica Ford, uh, you know, she has been, uh, in the struggle, uh, for social justice for quite some time, but she was about to, up, she said she had to, you know, there was a point at the program where yeah. they were asking you that if you participated <laughs> in the march, when Tamika had asked, Tamika Mallory asked, if you participated in the march, please, she said, can you please stand? First thing Erica Ford said was, uh, can we? You know, she was about, you know, she was about <laughs> me, to pass out. Let
3: me tell out. you something. Erica led us in breathing exercises. She, Helped us stretch. She controlled our pace. She was amazing. And when we were on like our 18th mile of she was like running up to the front of the line and straighten something out. I was like, where do you get the strength from? She was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: Now have any, have any, have any actors or celebrities offered to be a part of this march as well?
3: Uh, there, there has been some. Uh, previously in the movement when we had had the boycotts, you know, the just legal and boycotts and the, the die-ins, uh, after the Eric Garner verdict. And, uh, there are many more that are meeting us in D.C. I'll encourage everybody to come
2: out there, your
3: listeners in D.C., and find out for themselves.
2: Okay, now, another thing I wanted to address with you, uh, of course, for the past several months, uh, since the killing of uh, Michael Brown, uh, we've, uh, we've seen the birth and the proliferation of the Black Lives Matters movement. How would you, and I'm not at all trying to put you on the spot, but how would you respond to those who say, instead of us saying that black lives matter, why can't it be all lives matters? And what would happen if there was a movement called the White Lives Matters movement? If this uh, uh, Some of actually you know accusing the Black Lives Matter movement of advocating reverse racism, and you hear this from many people such as the likes of, but once again, uh, Bill O'Reilly's shorthanded the theology response to that. Why not all lives matter? Why does it have to be black lives matter?
3: Yeah, like I told you, okay, my name is Walter Newsom. And the way I feel about that is it pretty much enrages me because why does it bother anyone that black people are concerned with their well-being? Isn't everyone always telling us to be accountable, take care of your babies, get jobs and do this, so when we try you take care of ourselves, Do you question it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like calling for a solution and when the solution presents itself, you try to tear it apart. Obviously all lives matter. We're not out here <laughs> we're not out here, you know, spewing hate. We just care about black people in America and that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with young black people being abused by Bad police officers Not good police officers But bad police officers Okay And when we take it up Through the courts And through the system the, These officers' actions Are being validated we, we, we can't accept that We can't accept that So we've come together And we've started this movement And um, you know Whoever doesn't like it Tough cooking You understand so what? We're coming together trying to protect our people. If you've got a problem with it, keep it to yourself. Let us do what we're doing, because what we do will ultimately benefit this country. And if you can't see that, then you really need to take a look in the mirror, because you are the problem.
2: Now, what role do you think voting plays in combating police brutality?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I'm from the Bronx, and I uh, ran for city council year before last. Uh People have the power To put elected officials in uh, Office That will take a stand And protect their interests The problem is In our communities We don't always choose the right people We choose people who we like We choose people who show up to church functions And show up at awards, semin- ceremonies And make us feel special We don't need that We need fighters we need people who are going to advance our issues, just like other affluent communities. That's, that's how they vote. They vote with their money, okay? They vote for people, special interest groups. They, they put people in office that will protect their interests, okay? So this is what we need to do. We need to put people in power that will protect our interests, okay? We were out there today with Williams from Brooklyn. He's a rider. He's a city councilman. He's a rider. Walked the whole day. Singing, chanting, fist in the air. He was with us at the Martin Luther King March. Uh, Assemblyman Michael Blake. I'm telling both of these gentlemen are from New York. Michael Blake was out here and he was amazing. Same thing. These brothers are grinding. They're out here in it with us. These politicians, and I'm proud to say that Blake, Mike, Mike's from my district, okay? Rolled up their sleeves and got down and dirty with us. You understand? That's what you should want. That's, that's, that's how you should vote. That's how we should vote.
2: Now, uh, you being, uh, in the Bronx, have you worked, tell me I understood there was a New York councilman joining you all today. Excuse me? There was a, uh, there was a New York councilman, uh, joining you all today. Yes, uh, Jumani uh, Williams. Yes, now what is, uh, you know, I spoke with him earlier today. He had actually spoke about, uh, if I heard him correctly, he spoke about, of course, uh, that this, uh, this should be counter. Uh And, you know, within New York City alone, there are many progressive council people such as himself and you being a progressive candidate, but also Charles Barron. Have you spoken to Charles Barron regarding this?
3: Uh, marched with him. We marched together in the uh, Millions March. You know, we had about $50,000, 50,000 people we put out there together. And, uh, we marched together on this. That's very positive, brother. Um I, I, I you know, I'm, 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 a younger man. I watched them as I grew up, and I'm just inspired. Honestly, I'm, I'm really, truly, I artist. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm sorry, the, the rally's ending. Uh, I'm inspired by these men. You know, I'm truly, in, I'm inspired by these men. So it's an honor to be next to them, you know, and to march with them.
2: Okay, uh, well, listen, in the last, last so many seconds uh, I'm going to ask you personally, can you please give the website to the March to Justice again for anyone who wishes to uh, keep up with that, that yeah,
3: www. March, the number 2 justicecom March, oh. the number 2 com. if you're on Instagram, it's hashtag March to Justice, and it's also the uh, Justice League NYC oh.
2: Well listen, Walter Newsome, we thank you very much for joining us uh, uh, once again, at the Monster Jets that's taking place. Uh, they uh, starting today. Staten Island will be ending on the 21st of April in Washington DC on the National Mall. We'll be right back for, well, our second segment we'll be speaking to members of the Zulu Nation about police brutality. Stay with us.
3: Thank you and God bless and
0: you all.
1: This is Brother Elliot, host of Time for an Awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium.
2: Hey, welcome back to Let's Build. I'm Dashaun Farad. Today, since to probably tonight, we are on location at the Willinghart Community Center in North New Jersey, which is the first stop of the March to Justice which began this morning in Staten Island, New York, will be ending on April 21st in Washington, D.C., on the National Mall, where March participants will be placing demands to the government, uh, demanding that they counter police brutality, specifically as it pertains to African-American and Latino men. We uh, uh, Currently, there's a rally taking place at this first stop in North New Jersey at the Willow Arts Community Center, Uh, We have with us two members of a very prominent organization that was started by hip-hop godfather, African Bambada. That organization I speak of is Sulu Nation. We have with us one of the members, Brother Enoch. Enoch, are you there? Yes, and also the second Sulu, I forgot his name. Introduce yourself. Good personality. Yes, brother, we have with us brothers Enoch and Personality. Welcome to Let's Go. Uh, first, uh, you know, while uh, we bought into, it's always good to see the Zulu Nation. Uh, we want to know, what is your take? I want to start, uh, with Personality. Brother Personality, what is your take on police brutality? Why is it that so many black and brown men seem to be getting, uh, seem to have a, a terrible habit of ending up dead in police custody? What's that about?
4: I feel like right now they're just, you know, taking advantage uh, of their power and, you know, the, the racism still exists, so these these cops, you know, they, they got their, their problems or issues with other races or whatever it is that's inside of them that they harness and because of the badge they have, they know that they can abuse the power and they know that they be getting away with a lot, so they're doing whatever they want to do and they just don't care and the only reason why even anybody's getting caught with the brutality is because of the technology now. Everybody's got phones. If it wasn't for the, the technology right now, it, it'd probably be even crazier. But these cops, this new generation of cops, I feel like they just have no respect. They, they just don't, they don't have respect for life. They don't care about anything and they just, they, they're racist. They want to just attack whoever and, you know, pretty much anyone that's of color, they, they just have a, a reason to just go after them.
2: Okay, now what I want to ask you is this, what I want to ask you this here, you mentioning oh, racist cops. Uh, what I want to know is how would you respond to black and Latino officers who engage in racial profiling and also in the harassing and even brutalizing of other black and Latino men?
4: I I feel that, that and those ones that might be uh, of of color or even Latino cops. I've even seen uh, Asian cops um, that are also abusing their badge. I feel like that's also has to do with this new generation of cops that are younger and they kind of they're 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 just going by abusing their badge pretty much. Like I, I um you know I, I don't don't agree with what they're doing uh the protocols and. What happens is that even cops that might not be okay with what the behavior is of these other cops, they don't want to go against their brotherhood, so they allow it and um, don't, they don't even try to go against it either.
2: Now, for those of you just now tuning in, uh, I think it should be announced that another black man was uh, shot by police in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, this gentleman was actually, of course, you know, we already know about uh, the situation that took place in North Charleston, South Carolina two Saturdays ago, whether now Charleston just delivered the eulogy of that particular, uh, individual, that gentleman, this past Saturday. And the cop in that case was arrested and charged with murder, but also close to Oklahoma, another black man was shot. I'm not sure if he was killed, but officers were seen on the video telling him to be quiet and bragging about saying, here, yeah, we shot him. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, This is what I want to know from Enoch. Of course, uh, your founder, African Bambada, is known as the godfather of hip-hop, if I'm using the term correctly. What role do you feel that hip-hop artists can play in countering police brutality? We have Enoch with us on the line as well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, peace, peace. First, before answering that question, brother, I would like to say, hey, Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, Akai Gurley, Walter Scott, Romali Graham, Samir Rice, may they rest in peace. May they rest in power and may they be resting in paradise. All young brothers who who were taken away from this world at such a young age, um, I send much blessings to them and to their families who are still in mourning and who are 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 strong groups pushing this movement um, against police brutality. Um, now, what do I feel as as, as, as where hip hop culture's MCs play a role in 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 this? Is 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 hip hop culture is a movement? It's a tool that educates. It's a tool that brings awareness. Therefore. Is the responsibility For a real MC An MC Who who Carries knowledge Wisdom And understanding Of self And 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 is a righteous Brother Or a righteous Sister That That is a part Of this culture Needs to educate We need to Stand up And And and, and Continue pushing a, a message A strong message Within our music Within this Hip hop culture Music Um MCs need to sometimes put the mic down and, 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 and even put that ego down and, and be a part of what's going on out here in society. You know, and, and I say that because, you know, we, we got some hip hoppers out here who, who, who play a role coming in part of marches or part of protests and only are there for five to ten minutes and then are out. We need them to be here. They need to be in the front lines. They need to be in these community meetings. Like like brother Hakeem Green, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 KRS One, who, who who's a, a leader of, of his own movement and many other conscious movements around the world. Um, we need more of, of these conscious MCs out here within these communities and uniting through their through their music, uniting the people. Ross Baraka does every year. Uh, 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 what that? The 24 hours a peace. Where, where many different MCs come out And, and they, they, they play a role in, in, in bringing the community together Using hip hop culture To bring community together To end the violence To end the, 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 the insanity within our society Police brutality is a big thing And it's been going on for years It's a, it's a bubbling cycle That seems to burst In certain points in, 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 in history That disappear for a little bit and then burst open again. And right now, thank thank God through social media, um, um, smartphones, we, smartphones, and all, even like Brother Split Personality mentioned, um, through technology alone, we around the world have been able to see the things that have been masked to us. Because you know the media constantly is hiding things. You know, social media gives you that truth. It gives you that raw, uncut truth of what's going on within inside of American society, and and where these
4: police are, are being abusive of their of their you know of their power. You know we're actually now seeing it firsthand, and and and, and now
2: that we know and now that we see it, now that it is in our attention, and we see it happening. Quite often. I mean, it's, it's, it's like an everyday thing I'm hearing about another brother getting killed by a policeman. I, I think just recently there was a woman who was killed, uh, uh, from a police officer who tased her. Uh, I don't have the woman's information, but I just read it earlier. Uh, thank God to social media. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now that we see this, I mean, in, in a, in a hip hop generation, it's only right that our people rise up. And and bring this this to an end. We need to bring this to an end, and it's only going to happen when the community, when the people, learn to unite and strengthen and put that pressure on the police department. The pressure that's needed to put them at bay, so they can know that that the the that the people, you know, are, are a stronger force than the police force itself. You know, there's a there's a colleague of mine. Uh, by the name of Wesley Lowry He writes for the Washington Post He had actually did a report On the amount of people Who have been killed By police uh, Since 2005 I believe And he said that I believe only Let's see in 10 years With the hundreds of black men And black people in general Who have been killed by police Only 44 Have been uh, prosecuted And uh, you can find it this Actually, he put, he put this out today or yesterday. Uh, why don't you go to com and read it. Uh, one of the sites, uh, that people should visit concerning, uh, to get information about those who have been killed by police, uh, is killed, is www.killedbypolice.net. And it puts out daily casual reports. And you will see, uh, this is not a conspiracy theory. You will see that the, uh, the killings, the amount of killings that people have said now for years, the killings are disproportionately black and brown. Uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in, you can uh, give us, we're speaking to uh, Brothers Enoch and Brothers Split Personality, members of the Zulu Nation, founded by the godfather of hip hop, African Bambata. Uh, we're discussing with them police brutality. We're here in North New Jersey at the Willing Hearts Community Center, which is. The first stop in the March to Justice, uh, from Staten Island, New York, New York City, uh, which will be ending, it began this morning, and it will be ending this, it will be ending on the 21st in Washington, D.C., April 21st in Washington, D.C., on the National Mall. Members, uh, participants and organizers put together this march and this upcoming rally to protest the killings of black and brown men recent killings of black and brown men by police officers, the shooting deaths by police officers. Uh, what I want to so if you are listening, you can actually tune in. Uh, you can call us at 712-775-7035. You can uh, access code is nine one nine three three nine pound hit star 6 uh, And I wanted to ask our producer, do we still have uh, calls? Uh, let's open the phone lines. Do we still have every call 202 on the line?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, area Code 201 Oh, Area Code
2: 201 I'm sorry, I thought we had 202 Who do we have for Area Code 201?
1: Is that That's your guest that, you? That's your guest that you've been speaking to We do have a caller on The conference line from the Area Code 202 if you That's what are, I'm talking
2: about yes, that's If you I'm are the scheduled
1: about. guest, please hit Star 6 and the Number 1 and that will buzz me because we do have people, you know, who tune in through the phone all over the nation. So I'm not sure if that's them. We can do a quick check. Let me see. Area that's code 202. Two two. Okay, they hung up, so that was not them. What about area
2: code 347?
1: Uh, yes, we have a 347 on the line.
2: On okay, the let's try to tune in and let's see if it's a possible call or comment commenter.
1: Area code 347, are you one of the scheduled guests for, uh, let's build with brother Doshan for ride? Okay, no.
2: Okay, I guess now onto our discussion. Okay, well, what I wanted to ask either one of you, what do you think is behind, Um, I'm asking this of course to Enoch and split personality. Why the anger? What is it?
1: Brother Doshan, I'm sorry if I can interrupt. Yes, uh, Area code two. 202 does have a comment, so this may be your guess.
2: Uh, well, I wouldn't say, yeah, definitely. We'll say caller because we have our caller. two on now. Okay. So let's put, let's put 202
0: on. Hi, Deshaun. I just wanted to thank you for presenting the information. Um, I have been disheartened by the fact that the movement has not had a specific agenda and there have been um, false, I guess, false um, personalities in the front line. Well, we really need somebody, as you all have said, uh, to stand in the gap and to really, really fight. So, um, your other guest who was on—I've been following Africa Bombarder since I was probably in diapers. So, I go out. Oh, now,
2: now, ma'am, 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 I want to ask you: What is your name, and where are you calling from?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Mica Taylor. I'm calling from Washington, D.C.
2: Okay. So, okay. Uh, to go, yeah, to, go, just, to, go ahead and continue. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I just uh, wanted to thank you, brothers, for presenting this information. When I saw this about me being in D.C., I'm definitely going to be a part of it. we got a campaign going on here to take Barry's seat, which is equally as important because policy legislates life. So I'm just pleased that, uh, you know, they did say that they will be presenting some objectives to legislation because um, as a mother, as a parent, and as Mother Earth, like, it. It's really, really sad, and I'm extremely sensitive to the state of, of my melanated man. And I now also understand my position, excuse me, calm down, girl, my position um, as a woman to allow you all creative expression so that you can get to your highest heights. So, Deshaun, just thank you for continuing the work that you do. I wish you would answer some more of my questions on Hillary, but I ain't gonna hold you against it. And just thank you, all you brothers who have maintained strong, firm fronts. Um, in manhood in African ancestry, and in our culture, and and standing strong.
2: So thank you. Thank you for thank you for calling, my friend.
0: Please, Queen.
2: Please, Queen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so what we were saying, and that was a very excellent call. We thank Mecca Taylor in DC. Uh, we thank we we thank her always for her support. And here's a black woman who is who is uh, very saddened, as we know. Uh Black Woman, okay, we're gonna go to break now. We'll be right back right after this. Please stay with us.
3: Now let's put it all in perspective before the outrage burns out, misdirected. What can we do so our community's protected? I believe that should be our main objective. While we full of rage and we wanna make a difference, let's do more than protest. Let's make a commitment to be proactive, not just emotional reactive. Move like G's never passed.
1: You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network for live programming schedules. Visit us on the web at BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com.
2: Welcome back to Let's Build. I'm Dasha Farad. We have with us two good members, two prominent members of the Zulu Nation, uh, brothers Enoch and Split Personality. We are discussing the march to justice and police brutality. We are here Broadcasting live in North New Jersey at the Willing Arts Community Center, which is the first stop in the March to Justice, which began this morning from Staten Island, New York, and it will be ending on April 21st in Washington, D.C. on the National Mall. And, uh, it's being held in protest of, in protest of police brutality, as well as other injustices facing oppressed groups of blacks and other oppressed groups of people uh, and, of course, just to let you know, the trip spans maybe about five, uh, five states, 250 miles. Okay, gentlemen, uh, you know, in the last call, had, Rose, it was an interesting point, and here she is as a black woman, and uh, as we know, many black and brown mothers have to have that conversation with their sons uh, that Mayor de Blasio spoke about having to have with his son. Mayor de Blasio, although he's a white man, he has a black son by a black mother and he explained how we had to have that same conversation uh, with his son uh, warning him without a himself uh, or being afraid of him being shot down by police uh, do you find uh, Enoch's, and split person- Enoch's split personality do you find that black and brown parents actually have it harder in terms of raising their children but specifically their sons as compared to say whites and Asians here in America
4: wow. hmm. yep. well,
2: uh, That's an interesting interesting question Um, Me being um, Part of the Brown community um, I myself Background Ecuadorian And and Boricua I represent uh, My indigenous cultures As the Tainos and Incas Um, I'll give you a quick heads up I mean I was born and raised in Irvington Right here in New Jersey, Essex County, went to schools in East, Side, you know, East Side High School, St. Michael's School down in Newark. Um, I myself had an opportunity to travel around and witness things throughout my youth, um, both good and bad, both negative and positive, um, and it dealt with the way society is. Is it difficult for us to raise our black and brown babies? It's difficult in large urban cities because it just seems like we're more suppressed out here in large urban cities versus these suburb areas where it's just, it's very different. It's a, it's a whole relaxed and changed mentality. In these bigger cities, it's a fast paced lifestyle. Um, we, we're bombarded by so much, um, drama, violence, drugs, prostitution, um, you know, robberies. You know murders happening left and right there's, there's always something going on out here There's so much negativity Within our streets from the gangs And and the drug dealers that are out here Youth are just going to grow up Looking at that Unless we keep them inside the house Now I was one who To the age of 9 years old I was always in the house After 9 years old of course When my father left the family um, You know I was Touching the streets more, I was out more. I was being influenced by the society I was growing up in. My neighborhood being Clips, Crips and Bloods, and me being a, surrounded by Latino by the Latino community of Kings and YETAS. Um, um, that was the, the the atmosphere growing up. Um, some families supported their 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 youth, and and really kept them away from the street life. But the majority of us, we grew up out here. This is all we know is the street, the street life. And, and that's what, you know, when parents struggle to maintain their family, and, and, and I mean struggle as in putting so much time into work, um, trying to keep food on the table, um, struggling as a single parent, whether, whether a mother or a father, Struggling to raise their children, um, uh, it becomes very difficult when you don't have that family support. Um, I went to a, a, con- what was it, a conference uh, a few months back over here at the at the um, uh, Baptist Church over here in Springfield. I apologize, can't remember the name of it. The Metropolitan Metrop- Yes. Yeah, Metropolitan Baptist Church, and I think you were there, brother, while the, the New Jersey decarceration. Incarcerate New Jersey uh, conference that they had there, and the, the sister came up and she mentioned something that that, that I totally agree with. In um, these these large cities um, where so much is going on, where so many different types of mentalities are out here, um, we we tend to have lost the sense of community of neighborhood. Uh, we we lost. Families have lost that sense of, of Growing like a village um, I'm, I'm a strong believer that If we Put mind into our family The way we put mind into reality TV shows The same way we put mind into the Into the going out and hanging out for the weekend um, The more successful <laughs> Our families will be growing together um, and, and teaching our youth that family comes first. And and, and and that work is a part of that. Work is a part of keeping this family together because we all have to do our part in it. Uh, of the family will grow together and build together and, and will will become more tightly knit. Um, out here in this society we're growing up in, man, you don't have that. Too much individuality, too much separation. I and mean, it seems like police putting their pressure, gangs putting their pressure and, and all of these different things happening in society from the schools of uh, cutting programs to,
4: to to unemployment rising and and, and, and you know it, it's 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 becoming harder and harder for for
2: people to really put mind into building with family they they, they tend to struggle stress become depressed become so aggravated with life they, they just start drinking and smoking and you know you get caught up in this, in this lifestyle and it becomes so very me. difficult it becomes so, very difficult for us to, to so, grow as so, so, so do other of you think <coughs> excuse me that perhaps marching and and rallying has become outdated as some have suggested regarding um, our communities my my personal opinion, um, I've been involved with a lot of marches, a lot of rallies um, over the past few years. I, I've i grown to kind of, you know, not like the hooting and the hollering anymore. I feel us causing traffic is not making the the impact that we, I mean, it did make an impact for a certain amount of time. But now that strategy is dwindling. The marches to Washington, yes, they do bring some, some form of awareness. Having rallies in certain major cities, yes, it does bring certain people together, um, but it's not as impactful uh, as, as the past, you know. Um, I, I honestly think there's some organizations who are just playing the front and are just trying to create things to kind of lead society towards one way while grassroots organizations are really trying to move for social change, and these other organizations are kind of veering them off the path, you know? So, you know, to me personally, I, I just feel it's a it's a good move,
4: but we need to look a lot more into it. We need to figure out a lot many more strategies to, to put out here to educate and
2: to put pressure on this government to really hit them from many angles, you know? So I should ask the both of you then, uh, what next, what do you think should, uh, what do you believe should, uh, take place next? Uh, what type of program should be put or laws should be in place that will counter, uh, police brutality?
4: Um, please split personality. Uh, I wouldn't say that they just need to, um, you know, regulate more, uh, the protocols and everything and everyone does need to become, you know, to do keep pushing this for the people to make a stand together and um, make it known that people are not going to stand by and allow it to happen because if not enough people are getting together and, and speaking against this, then they're just going to continue figuring they could do whatever they want. but. They don't go by protocols anymore. There was a, uh, the recent case in California too, just a few days ago. Um, I believe it was, a, uh, it was a man by, a 30 year old man by the name of Francis Pusick. He, he was getting chased. Um, he fell off the horse because they tried to taser him. He submitted, went on the, uh, face down on the ground, put his hands behind his back so he can be cuffed. And as they approached him, they cuffed him and then they started kicking him and then, uh, about like 10 officers all came and they all just Continue to give him blows to the head and everything and that's not protocol like that's not if no matter what crime He might have just committed or whatever. That's not the, the training that they go through Um, so it was all captured on camera. So now what has to happen is they need to let these officers They all must be No, they need to be aware that there's gonna be repercussions if they're not gonna be going by protocol if They're gonna just go ahead and abuse the badge and do whatever they feel like it, as if they're invisible or they're above the law Which they're not so they do need to enforce that cops, officers, uh, and any security people that are not going by the rules and regulations, that they should be, you know, punished severely and not just a slap in the hand. i tell you like this. Uh, well, listen up, I'm going to stop the
2: show now. That's our show for this evening. We'd like to thank our two guests, brothers Enoch, and uh, Brother Enoch and Brother Mousy, as well as Walter Newsom from earlier. You've been listening to Let's Build see you next week. Come out.
1: B. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?